0: Hey, Moving Forward listeners, believe it or not, the holidays are right around the corner. So get the ball rolling and get your ducks in a row. The Corporate Clichés Coloring Book makes the perfect white elephant office party gift or surprise stocking stuffer for your favorite work-from-home colleague. It's available now on Amazon. You can also find quick links at bmovingforward.com and in the show notes for this episode. Let's celebrate the holidays with some low-hanging fruit and a bubbling glass of Synergy. John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 407, continuing on with our podcast mini-series, Podcasting in 2022. If you're just joining us for the first time, I recommend you go back and take a listen to episode 405 and then 406, where I cover your exit strategy. And last week we talked about on 406, picking a topic, developing that topic, using a goal result and a wagon wheel that fills in the gaps and how to match that up with your exit strategy. So let me give you the brief summary of where we are. I recommended in 405 that you start with an exit, really conceive of not only how you're going to launch your podcast, not, not only how it's going to evolve, but where you're going to end it. And as I've mentioned on the last two episodes, it's a very controversial way to start because most people don't think of that. Most people don't think of the ending. But as I've explained over the last two episodes and from my own experience as a podcaster, having an exit is one of the anchor points that will continue, that will help you continue creating the content. Especially when you get to that point, and this happens with all content creators and all content creation Where the thrill of actually just starting out wears thin and you need something else to keep you motivated. And in my opinion, that is the exit strategy combined with having that arc, thinking and planning out your podcast, which is what we talked about last week on 406, how to pick a topic, framing it in terms of starting out with a goal. And I talked about the three types of goals that most podcasts fall under, having a result, that's a step that I think a lot of podcasters skip over, but I think is one that will help you really crystallize what your show is going to be about. What is the result that you want to have happen? Or what do you want to accomplish by the end of your show? And then using what I call the wagon wheel with a middle hub, your general topic, exploring three hemispheres, the beginning, middle, and end, and formulating the roadmap of your podcast. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about topics Because I think it bears further discussion. While I'm very much in favor of planning out as much as you can, there's also a balance that you have to strike. Because let's go back to last week's example that you're going to start a podcast on beekeeping. You don't know anything about it, but you're curious. That's your starting point. You want to learn as much as you can about beekeeping. That's your goal. So you are maybe in the beginning section of your podcast, you are learning as much as you can, maybe you're reading materials, you're taking a course, you're doing research on the internet, and you are sharing some of the fine points of those lessons with your audience. The middle section might be where you're transitioning the podcast to having conversations with experts people who are beekeepers or people who know a lot about bees. You could also make that the beginning of the podcast. I'm not saying that you have to do this in a particular order, but if I were planning out a podcast on beekeeping, that's that's maybe how I would conceive of it. Starting out with what am I learning about it and then expanding it to more advanced topics, having conversations with uh, experts. And then the end section, maybe more of the practical experience. Maybe I'm uh, volunteering at a bee farm, or I'm, you know, getting a, a mentorship with someone who's an expert beekeeper. The result of that podcast, and we talked about having a tangible result, might be that I want to become a beekeeper. However, this is not set in stone. You may find that as you go through the entire podcast journey, you discover that you don't want to be a beekeeper. The result doesn't have to be set in stone, but it should have some through line through which you can really see where the podcast is taking you, part of that content creation journey. Similarly, if you're using the goal of sharing an expertise, maybe your end result is to uh, take all that content and turn it into a book. And that's what I did with the Poshmark section of my podcast. So for those of you who've been tuning in, you know that I have a lot of episodes devoted to Poshmark, I've done a mini-series on it, I've done update episodes, and the end result of those episodes is that I wrote a book about Poshmark and getting started. So have some end result. Now your end result doesn't have to be set in stone. If you decide you don't want to be a beekeeper, that's as valid a result as becoming a beekeeper. Or maybe you just want to be very knowledgeable about bees, you don't necessarily want to be a practitioner. That's fine too. But have some sort of tangible result in mind as you're wrapping up the podcast. Now, one more thing I'll say on topics. And again, this is probably the part of the planning and the strategizing that gets the most resistance is this whole idea of having an exit. In fact, I've had people come back to me and say, I don't want to box myself in. What tends to happen for those who do not have an exit is that they tend to fade out. And I've seen that more often than not, that those who actually launch a podcast without having any direction of where it's going to go, they tend to fade out. Either because they get burned out, either or life gets too busy, life gets in the way, or they find that they're not getting the traction that they thought they would. Or maybe simply they're not enjoying podcasting as, as much as they thought they would. Any number of reasons which is why I think it is important to have that exit. And I use the same analogy as I talked about last week. I I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast. It might be in the write-up, but think about your favorite TV show that went off the air without concluding. How disappointed were you if you were following a TV show and it got canceled mid-season and you weren't able to see a resolution? And you see this a lot now Anytime a show on Netflix or one of these streamers gets canceled, there's always a petition where there's always some uh, chatter on Twitter or elsewhere about give this show a couple more episodes or let them uh, conclude it, etc., etc. In fact, there are a couple of shows that have been in that situation where there was enough fan outcry that... Uh, the network or the streamer actually greenlit either a finale or a concluding season. And I'm thinking of a show now that I recently got into Manifest, which uh, started out, I believe, on NBC. And after its first season, it got picked up by Netflix. Uh, or maybe after its first two season, I think it was canceled by NBC, and then it was picked up by Netflix. And Netflix has greenlit a last season, which is now on Netflix, which I haven't had a chance to catch yet. But... Think about your favorite show that doesn't get that resolution, that doesn't have that ending, and think about those who are tuning in who are disappointed because they're just left hanging. Your podcast can have that same effect. Regardless of how many listeners you have, whether you have 1,000 listeners or if you have 10, someone is tuning into your show. You may not know it. You may not hear about it. And I think it's really important to give a satisfactory listening experience to someone who's listening to your show, especially if they're tuning in, if they're subscribing to your show. And I've heard way too many podcasts. In fact, I've subscribed to a couple of podcasts that I thought were great. And five or six episodes in, that's it. There's no conclusion. And I've said this before, and I really need to emphasize this, set out an exit, you are far better off planning out a 10-episode podcast with a beginning, middle, and end. And Episode 10 is the conclusion. You're letting people know, hey, this is the wrap-up. This is, this is it. As opposed to starting out without an exit and then you only hit 10 episodes and there's nothing else afterwards. It's just like that hanging thread. It just feels so unsatisfactory. So you are better off planning a short-term podcast. I don't care if it's 5 episodes. 5 episodes is fine for a podcast. There are podcasts out there that that are designed to be very short-term. And because it's such a flexible medium, don't feel constrained to create something that's massive. Don't create something that's a thousand episodes for the sake of it. Have an exit and be realistic about it. And that's why I think I put that front and center. And then develop your topic and as I talked about last week, see how they align, see how they match up and tweak and adjust and calibrate as needed. The more you do this before you actually get into the podcast, the better off you're going to be and the more likely you are to stick with it. You're going to see far more benefit and feel far more satisfied if you create a short-term podcast in which you have designated episode 10 as your last one Then, if you just start and by episode 10, it's just kind of faded out and you're not continuing. Have a specific exit in mind. It'll help you stay motivated and it'll give a more satisfactory listening experience. The biggest pushback I get on this, as I've mentioned, is that people say, well, I don't want to hamstring myself. You're more likely to fade out from burnout or from lack of momentum than you are to hit a wall or ceiling in which you want to continue on. That's not to say that it won't happen. And as I mentioned on episode 405, let's say your podcast does blow up. Let's say you've recorded 200 episodes. You're planning on finishing maybe at 300. But then, you know, your moonshot comes. You get syndicated. You get picked up and they want to contract you, and and all the doors are opened up to you, but they want, they want a commitment for far beyond 300 episodes. Great. In that case, go ahead and change your exit. But for most of you, for most of us, myself included, you're going to want to set an exit on your own and really stick to that. Now, if the moonshot comes or if something spectacular happens, Great, you can rethink that, but that's not a reason not to have an exit. For most of you, you're creating this content because you want to explore content creation, you have an interest in trying out a podcast, or it's a supplement to a business. And I'm going to conclude on topics with this last part. What if my podcast is part of my business? Or what if I'm doing a, a type of podcast where I'm just treating it as an audio journal, doing it once a week. Do I really need an exit for that? And I'm going to say yes. Even if your podcast is on something that can theoretically continue ad infinitum. In other words, it's on my business and I don't know when, you know, I'm going to sell my business or retire or what have you. I still recommend coming up with an exit. Or if you're doing that weekly journal where it's maybe more of a personal podcast, you're treating it like a weekly journal, still come up with an exit. Still come up with a tangible finish line and have a goal and result with it because if you just leave it open-ended, the risk of petering out and eventually just stopping is far greater than if you have an exit strategy that will help guide you. Now, once you hit the end, if you decide, hey, I really like this, I want to continue telling my story, that's a a great segue into creating another show. You can always do that. So don't feel like you're limiting yourself or you're hamstringing yourself by coming up with an exit. See it more as, okay, I finished this chapter or I finished this book. Now I want to see if I want to write another one or if I want to start another one. So that's the thing. When you write a book, it's by nature, by design, going to have a beginning, middle, and end. There's no book that you're just going to continue writing forever unless it's like, um, I think of that, there's, um, I think in one of the Harry Potter uh, movies or in the books, uh, there's a magical book which actually theoretically just never ends and whoever reads it just gets uh, caught up in it. There's nothing like that. Even if you plan to write a a long series of books, each one will have a definitive beginning, middle, and end. Treat your podcast the same way. Finish up one series, start the next. And as I've shared last week, if I were planning out moving forward now, that's what I would have done. I would have done a more focused show with a set number of episodes rather than having a more uh, cosmopolitan mix of conversations, interviews, solo episodes, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'm proud of what I've been able to accomplish and create. But I also know that uh, had I been a little more focused, had I concentrated on having a specific exit goal and result, that it would have been easier and uh, would be easier to continue gaining traction and building momentum. Having a podcast where it's a little bit of everything you're going to find that it's a lot slower and steadier growth as opposed to immediately finding traction with an audience that's really going to stay with you. So I know for a fact or I suspect, strongly suspect, that I have some listeners who tune into specific types of episodes. I have my Poshmark listeners. I have listeners for the other content. And that's fine. Like I said, I'm proud of what I've been able to accomplish with this and and that I have so much variety on the show but if I were doing this over if I were doing this today I would do podcasting a lot differently I think today to stand out in a crowded sea of podcasts it's really important to be focused and the more you're able to do that the more you're going to stick to the landing and I think the the more likely you are to capture a specific audience that's going to tune in week after week all right we're going to cover also today related to topic your format and notice we haven't even gotten to the technology yet and we'll talk about practice as well right after this quick break. Hey moving forward listeners if you're interested in starting a side hustle selling clothes from your closet I've spent over 4 years helping my dad expand his brick and mortar business with Poshmark. In my book the Poshmark guide for individuals and small businesses. I take you step-by-step with clear instructions, pictures, worksheets, and skill building exercises to get you started. The book covers everything from taking great listing photos to creating videos that pop using nothing more than your smartphone. The Poshmark guide for individuals and small businesses is available in paperback and for Kindle. I've also created a companion workbook the Poshmark Seller Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses. Both books are available on Amazon, where you can find quick links at bemovingforward.com and in the show notes for this episode. Start learning and moving forward today. All right, continuing on. So, so far, we've come up with an exit. We started formulating a topic And coming up with a roadmap to get us from goal to result. Once you've done that, I think now is the time to start thinking about the format of your podcast. What exactly is your podcast going to be? And generally, there are two directions you can go. You can do an interview-based podcast. You can do a solo-based podcast. And of course, you can mix them up. Now, moving forward, as I've explained, the first 200 episodes were almost all interview-based. So it was a very different focus. It was really the learner goal. From episodes 201 on, it was more of a solo podcast where I was sharing different um, takeaways and lessons and things that I learned, including the Poshmark mini series. So I converted it more into a teaching podcast where I'm sharing knowledge. And the result was from the uh, podcast. I mean, the Poshmark series was to write a book. And now... As of uh, this season and last season, it's really kind of a mix. I'm doing some solo episodes. I've done a couple of miniseries, including How to Record an Audiobook. That was in, I think, 2020. This year, I did a, a series on writers where I interviewed a number of writers. So it was kind of a hybrid of interview as well as a teaching podcast. And now I am talking about podcasting, which is something I covered in 2019 This is kind of the updated mini-series where it could be considered the addendum to that podcast, uh, to that series, Uh, but I, I wanted to talk about podcasting because I continue to get questions on it. I continue to see more and more podcasts coming out, and I think it's a topic worth revisiting. So what about your show? Well, think about the type of show that you want to do based off of your goal, based off of the result you want to achieve. And it doesn't have to be strictly one or the other. But generally speaking, it's either going to be a solo podcast or an interview podcast. And think about what you want to do. Do you want to invite people onto your show to talk about a topic? And it could be any type of um, conversation. It could be a casual one. So if you're doing a hobby podcast, maybe you're commiserating about your favorite show. You could just do something very casual in which basically it's a conversation and you're just recording it and airing it. It could be an interview-based podcast where you are talking with experts. Maybe you're learning from them and, uh, or you're sharing their individual stories and expertise with your audience. Or it could be a solo podcast in which you are specifically talking into the mic and it's mostly focused on you either as learner or as teacher or entertainer. And remember, that's one of the three goals we talked about two weeks ago. Entertainment is a growing segment of podcasting. So you have many different ways you can go with this. Now, also think about when it comes to format, the length of the show. The length of the show, the air date. So you can do so many different things with this. For some of you, you might want to do a standard kind of show in which you're talking with someone. We're talking into a mic for half an hour or an hour. You don't have to set a specific time limit, but consider your exit strategy and how busy you are. For some of you, you may be very busy, but you want to integrate podcasting into your life. So it may make sense to do a shorter podcast, maybe five minutes, 10 minutes. Remember, there's an audience for almost every different format type out there, whether it's long form, and and I've spoken to people who really enjoy the two-hour format podcast where it's a lot of content in one episode. And then I've talked to other people who are more fans of the shorter form. And I've experimented with both. And I've talked to listeners who are fans of the uh, respective formats. And they're not necessarily the, the same audience as well. So keep that in mind. But really, think about your exit. And remember, your exit could be something like 30 episodes broken up over three years, so maybe 10 episodes a year. So scheduling, I think, is a big part of that. Really develop the criteria for your show. Do you want to do a show every week or every other week? In fact, I was coaching uh, someone on this, and they specifically asked, well, do I need to do a weekly show? I'm afraid of uh, if I do a show every other week, even though it fits better with my schedule, I may lose an audience. Don't overthink it. I think consistency and communication are a key. If your show airs every other week, let your audience know. If your show airs every week, let your audience know. So I, I always close the show by saying, I'll see you next week or I'll be back next week because this is a weekly show. If I'm taking a break whether it's the end of the year, or it, as in the midseason finale, where I had to take a couple of weeks off to to finish writing my book and retool the podcast a bit, I let you all know. It didn't impact listeners uh, in terms of the numbers. If anything, the midseason finale had quite a uh, quite a few listeners, I think, because it was announced as a midseason finale. And that's my guess. As long as you communicate with your audience, it's okay, To have a show that airs every other week or even every two weeks, let your audience know because once they subscribe, they'll have an expectancy and they'll get accustomed to what the schedule is. And it's okay if you want to do something like each season is maybe seven or 10 episodes because that'll actually give you the break you need to prepare for the next season. You don't necessarily have to go every week for the entire year. In fact, I did that in the beginning. In the beginning of moving forward, it was every week like clockwork. I think the air date was Tuesday every single week, including the holiday weeks. I might adjust the air date if it fell on a holiday, if the Tuesday fell on a holiday. But without without interruption, it was almost every week. I've changed that over the years, and now I do take a break. I would usually do a holiday episode, and then I take a break at the uh, remainder of December into late January. And so... It's okay to build in breaks. And if you want to do a season, just like any TV show in which you start a season and end it on a specific date, that's perfectly fine. My recommendation though is plan it out. So, and this really aligns with your exit. So if your season ends in May, let's say you start in January, the season ends in May, plan out. When you're coming back, map it out, put it on your calendar, and prepare for that season. So maybe your show airs from January to May. And if you want to make that consistent over every season, that's perfectly fine. Or if you want, if you need to come back at a different date, that's fine too. Just map it out, plan it out like you do anything else in your life. Air schedule. Find something that works with you. Moving forward used to be Tuesdays, it's now Thursdays. That works a lot better with me in terms of. Getting these episodes ready, getting the write-ups ready later in the week works better for me. And I find actually I get a quite a few listeners who tune into the podcast over the weekend. So keep that in mind that your show, depending on the format, may attract a specific audience. If you do a Tuesday podcast or a Monday podcast and it's a shorter format, you may, you may capture a lot of commuters, which may be a great audience for you. So really think about it. And also you can... You can ask. You can ask uh, friends where you can ask potential listeners, people on social media, that sort of thing. But don't overthink it. I'd say just pick a day and have that as your air date. And I do recommend try to stick to a consistent schedule. I know some podcasts, they'll release episodes not necessarily on a schedule, but they do so consistently consistently. That's okay, especially if you have a large listenership. They're going to tune in regardless. But for most of you, I think having a schedule will help you stay focused. So pick a day, pick an airtime. In fact, Moving Forward typically releases Thursdays at 6 a.m. Eastern time without fail. I do sometimes make exceptions, and I'll, I'll actually talk about one that I have for next week. But if you stick to a schedule... It really is one of those mechanisms that will help you stay focused and continue to creating content on that schedule. So solo or interview, length of episode, scheduling, all of that really should be born out of the work you did in coming up with an exit, formulating a goal result, and doing the wagon wheel ideation method where you're mapping out your podcast. So use that as the basis to think about the format. All right. Now, as I've mentioned, notice we haven't even touched the technology part and this is the way I recommend you do it. Start out with the the roadmap. The technology part is so much easier than it used to be that I hesitate to put that up front because that is actually the easy part of all this. Mapping out your content, having an arc and an exit strategy, that's really where the real work is in terms of planning a podcast. The actual hitting record, speaking into a mic, that's going to be the easy part. And we're going to cover the tech in a couple of weeks. So we're not going to get there just yet. But I do recommend for those of you who are new to this, I do recommend that you try out different formats, different styles. If you're going to do a solo podcast, it's not a bad idea to turn the recorder on your phone or on your computer, on your tablet and just run an experiment. Try doing an episode. Or if you're going to do an interview podcast, see if you can get a friend to do a mock interview with you. And just go ahead and you can do it in person. You could do it over Skype and you know, or Zoom and just hit record and play it back. Don't worry about the technical aspects, whatever works. Just try it out. Just do something that'll try just to try it out. Now, a couple things you're going to find. Number one, that you're, if you haven't done this before, you're going to find that you're pretty raw at it. And when you listen back to it, you may cringe a little bit. But I'm going to encourage you, listen back to it. In fact, listen to it at least twice, if not three times. I want you to get accustomed to listening to yourself. The first episode, you may cringe, you may have a lot of uh, You may have a lot of things that you're not quite uh, happy with. You may feel a little self-conscious. You may feel like you don't have your sea legs yet. That's all perfectly fine. What I want you to do now is not focus on being a perfect podcaster, but really feeling out what style of podcasting works for you, whether it's a solo or interview podcast. Try out different methods. Some of you may be more formal. Some of you may be more relaxed. Find something that works for you. And I do recommend, keep it simple, just use the recorder on your phone, use Zoom or Skype if you're doing interviews, which really is one step removed from actually doing interviews. Both of them have native record features, which are very easy and allow you to just play it back video or audio. Also, think about, especially if you're doing an interview podcast, do you want to do video? Or if you're doing a solo podcast, some of you may want to do video with audio. Think about what you're comfortable with. And I recommend practice a couple of these. Try them out. And don't worry if you you don't sound great or if you're not perfect. You're probably better than you give yourself credit for. But the point of this is just to get a little comfortable with it. Try it out. It's okay if you stumble. It's okay if you make mistakes. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't do this with an eye towards being perfect. Do this with an eye towards getting some experience, getting your your feet wet and just trying out your podcast sea legs. All right. So today what we've covered, talked more about topics. Building off of last week's episode, we talked about using your exit and your topic to develop a format, including type of podcast, length, air schedule, and finally practicing to really refine and hone in on what your specific style is. So we'll talk more about this in the coming episodes. But for this week, what I want you to do, if you haven't already, make sure you have your exit, make sure you have your roadmap, your goal, your result, and your ideation laid out. And now I want you to start coming up with a format and do a practice session. So we're really getting into the uh, into the nuts and bolts of actually doing the podcast. And then we're going to be progressing on uh, over the coming weeks into really refining it. And then we're going to get to the technology, the technical part of it. All right. The write-up for today's episode is at bemovingforward.com. Because next week is Thanksgiving, uh, hard to believe, I'm going to be airing episode 408 early. It's going to air on Monday. So look out for episode 408 on Monday along with the write-up. And there will be no episode next Thursday, which will be the Thanksgiving holiday. All right. Have a great weekend. And I'll be back on Monday. You can find the write-up for today's episode at BeMovingForward.com. The views expressed by any featured guests are not necessarily those of the host, the program, or affiliates. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and BeMovingForward.com. All rights reserved.